on the little penis on note. On the little penis note. <laughs> You haven't blown me in a long time. Uh, is she what? A glass case girl. A glass case. What? So what do you mean? Like you would like she's just so beautiful. Like you'd put her like in a display case, and you wouldn't even be able to touch her. Um, no, I would bone her. Okay. <laughs> I'm Naze. And I'm Bacon. And this is Naze and Bacon. That's not the name of the show. Uh, it's backwards. Uh, I know you like having higher billing, <laughs> even though it's Bacon instead of your name, but we got to change it up. Well, it's not the billing part so much as alphabetically. You So you don't like having top billing? No, because it's your show. You're indifferent? No, no it's, it's our show. No, it's your show. No, it's our show. I want this is something we definitely need to change in this new year. Is your attitude towards the show? <laughs> Listen, you know that I'm a power bottom, and well, of course, <laughs> of course. Anyway, this anyway, is this is bacon and A's. Um if you want to help support the show, check out onyxastudios.com slash, or no, it's, sorry. We're going to retake that. No, it won't get edited. You <laughs> You're right, that. it won't get edited out. <laughs> First of all, we should address, there will be no mic stands on this episode. Everyone who listens to this episode is just going to have to deal with it. Moving on. If you want to help support the show and throw us a few extra dollars, check out com slash Amazon. Where uh, it'll take you to your normal Amazon page, and you can buy all kinds of cool stuff that you did not get for Christmas. And then rub it in your friends' faces and be like, I use BaconDays.com slash Amazon, and this is the sweet-ass parka I got. <laughs> oh, God. Did you say parka? Parka. <laughs> Thank you, DB, for doing an ad for us. We appreciate it. I didn't even mean to do the DB voice. It just happened. Inside baseball. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, bigandays.com slash Amazon. And then uh, Patreon page, onyxedgestudios.com slash... No, it's patreon.com slash onyxedgestudios. Gosh, I'm fucking these up, aren't I? Well, it's a whole bunch of stuff that no <laughs> one's going to pay attention to. Bullshit. People use that Amazon thing. People are... I don't... No, I do. I do personally. It? It's actually bookmarked on my phone. Good. Sweet. Anytime I shop, I definitely shop through. Well, that. I, I, I'm talking about the Patreon thing now. I don't know if people have used that yet. Hopefully, they do. Patreon.com/slash/onyxstudios. You can get awesome free content. We're gonna have some stuff up there soon. Don't know what it is yet, but when it is up there, you will know about it. And it will definitely not be my balls. That's correct. I would never put your balls anywhere. Hopefully you would put your balls places eventually. I don't think that you have any time lately, but just the like the toilet seat and normal places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The water in the toilet bowl. Hopefully you didn't put your balls on like the telephone pole or anything while it was frozen. No, no. That's good. 
You should have just rolled with that and be like, oh, I totally did that. No. And I had to be rescued like Chris Nays' dad from the roof. No. God damn it. Uh, bringing up old stuff. Mm-hmm. Always good dad memories once in a while. But yeah, check out those uh, those things and help support the show so we don't have to pay for it. That'd be awesome. Let's do some reflections, shall we? Oh, God. On recent things that have happened. We got the most listened to episode across the entire Honest Studios family of podcasts this year. Mm-hmm. And it was one of our first episodes once we changed the format of, from last year was the Bam Margera and uh, Seth the Snake episode. Mm. Uh, obviously, you feel pretty good about it. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your the extent of your reflections? Yes. <laughs> okay, well, I, since you probably didn't listen to my thoughts on this uh, this momentous occasion... I wanted to play the clip that I sent to Tim, since I definitely know you didn't listen to it. Yeah, I didn't. No. Okay. No. So what I'm going to do is make it super simple for the listeners and just play directly into the microphone. Here we go. Wow. Number one on the countdown this year. They said it couldn't be done, but big and is. We did it. Yeah, so anyway, on a more serious note, this year was a very strange year for me personally, and uh, even stranger because I felt like I could bring Jimmy in on the show and Bad have call. Be better. It doesn't seem like that would work out for me, but uh, <laughs> Damn. Jimmy continues to surprise me and pull through and uh and do shows super early in the morning and i i can't believe that he's even okay with doing that on his day off i would not be so thank you to jimmy also thank you to bam margera who gave us nope a uh very small amount of his time but uh i feel like he and seth the snake will go down in Bacon and Nate's history. I hope not. And that is all for this year. Thank you again to everybody who listens, and thank you to Tim for handling all the stuff. And thanks, Jim. And then it cut off when I thanked you. <laughs> that's that's. I all. don't know why it cut off when I thanked you, but... Um... So I can already tell that... Both of us sounded really enthused to do it. Yeah, he well, he kind of caught me off guard. And uh, he sounded like you just woke up. Well, anytime he, anytime I have sent him stuff for shows, like for the other show that I participated in, where I just sent him sound clips. Mm-hmm. Mike always made fun of my voice because it sounds like uh, like I'm monotone or whatever. It 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 actually does. Well, I guess I am. I if, maybe it's because I feel weird sending a clip and recording myself and it's just me talking well especially considering it can be edited edited and yeah we're gonna edit that uh, and that it could actually be used against you in a court of law i i wasn't gonna go there but overruled <laughs> also uh your nice sincere words were instantly shit on by apparently what i said <laughs> Because uh, I had no idea what 
I had no idea what you were going to say. Yeah, yeah. No, you just you just said uh, thank you, basically. You didn't really say it too much. You were at work. Yeah. It sounded like a rushed. Well, he, he, he asked me, he said, hey, can you send me something real quick? I want to splice it in. Sure, yeah. And I was like, I'm busy. I'll do it in between customers. Right. So. So do you think we're going to get number one again this year? If we play the game right, which we seem to be doing. I don't know if we do. I, I don't know because, well, it really depends on, honestly, Tim. I can see Tim putting out more. Well, it's really by chance because the episode was not designed to be the most listened to episode of the year or promoted more than any other episode. It was I think it was just because it said Bam Margera in the title. So people were confused <laughs> and... Probably. I think they were tricked into listening to it, honestly. Probably. We need to do that more. <laughs> <laughs> so every, so every title, like this one's going to say like Clint Eastwood in the title. Whatever it has to say. Hmm. Guess we found an episode title. Clint Eastwood and his man balls of steel. <laughs> more reflections. How did you feel about the Star Wars episode that we did? Uh, I, re- I absolutely 100% refused to go back and listen to that again. It was a terrible experience, <laughs> mostly because my goal was to be like the moderator of it. Sure. And when you have, I, I'm I'm just going to go out on a limb and say three dominant personalities in one room who hog the mic and no matter how many times you try and say Ed moving on, they just continue and it doesn't matter if they're sober like you were or under the influence of something like someone else was. Sure. Or if you're drunk like someone else was. Mm -hmm. There's no moving on. And I personally feel like every time I looked over at you, we had the same expression like, God damn it. Well, I wasn't really, I was frustrated for the first little bit of it because we got so bogged down in why the, the one kind of reason why Jordan didn't enjoy the movie, which Mm -hmm. is that for how I interpret it, I guess, is that he went in with an expectation that was not met. I agree. So that, so when you just explained that point for like 45 minutes or something like that. Or may, it might have been a little shorter than that, but not much. Um, oh, it could have easily been condensed to like five sentences. Why you? Why he didn't like the movie? Sure, and we could have we could have moved on and uh, explored everything together instead of, um, like I said, getting bogged down in that one thing, and then Tim and I. And Mike a little bit fighting to dig ourselves out of that hole the rest of the episode. I felt like that's how it went. And I did, I did, of course, listen back for editing purposes and that kind of thing. So uh, I thought it was an interesting experiment. I don't know that I would have such a... Um, if I'm going to do it again, if mm-hmm. I'm going to do another Star Wars episode, I don't know if I'm going to have such a heavy criticism on the movie... And uh, as much as, like, people just discussing the movie for what it is and not... Well, the whole point was, I thought, 
to let him finally air it out as to why. And I felt like he had some good points. Yeah. Absolutely. I should say for listeners of the show, the plan was never to do the Star Wars episode that day. No. When he got there, he really strong-armed us into doing it. And he might not have seemed like he was, but I felt like I was strong-armed into doing it. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, so for the good of the whole, I just said, fine, let's do it. And it it was equal parts great because it was a genuine conversation and mm-hmm. a genuine uh, argument between friends. Between but also, friends. also maybe kind of shitty because... I felt like once we got so far deep in that hole that I couldn't find a way out of it. And then with, and then, and, and I want people to share when we do episodes like that, that I want people to share their honest opinion, but, uh, maybe I just handled it as a host wrongly and just let it go wherever it was going to go when I should have had a little wrestle, a little more control if possible. It was really hard to, because. You and I both several times were like, hey. We tried, we tried, dude. Hey, moving on, moving on. And then he said, I'm not finished. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So, anyway, reflections on Scramblemania Dose, which I felt like was a much more fun occasion. Yes. Uh, do you think that the Columbine Ed, you've had a couple we- or a week or so to think about it do you mm-hmm. think that the right person ended up winning in the end the individuals absolutely yeah think about the over like think about the overall the list the spectrum yeah i mean murderers are always going to be like uh, almost surefire getting into the final four i feel like and not to mention i'm sorry but not to mention this was it it wasn't the first like obviously mass murdering but this was high school kids that really i mean they took they took it too far they this, totally did yeah this, it was i mean that's just and the crazy thing is, is that leading into scramble mania i've been extending the podcast that I listen to and actually I was talking to uh Sarah and I and I guess I don't know if it was Tim's family or one of their friends or I I honestly can't remember but I was sitting there talking to them about different podcast true crime podcasts mm-hmm. I listen to and it's crazy that like the week leading up to that so maybe I was a little heavily biased on it but I had listened to a Columbine so you podcast in knowing more information than you did previously. It, it, and it was still so fresh in my mind mm-hmm. that it, it, when you go, I mean, seriously, if you're going to put bears up against the fucking Columbine shooters. Yeah. <laughs> well, first it was you versus bears. Well, I know, I know. But what I'm saying is, is that, yeah. okay. And then, okay, let's just throw another one out there. You know, Michael Devlin, did he do some shitty stuff? Yes. Mostly the whole reason I put that in there was because he ruined Emo's pizza for me. Yeah. For well, a while. he also raped and kidnapped children. But, once again, we've already discussed this. On the grand scheme of things, yeah, I yeah, still yeah. believe, especially for a country as a whole. Yeah, it became murder over rape. Well, it, 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 that was the argument. It impacted in the, the country that much. I mean, Columbine was a much bigger impact 
than Michael Devlin. Yeah, was. and I just think they were, you know, bigger pieces of shit in general. True. Yeah. <laughs> they ruined so the trench coat. They did ruin the trench coat for good, uh, especially for Tim. He finally got rid of his when he realized. <laughs> um. Let's move on to the family stuff and holidays. We have to catch up because we haven't really talked or anything since uh, since we did the... I guess we did the Christmas episode and then we did... Yeah, so... Did we do the last one after Christmas? I guess it was the week of Christmas, right? I think it was the week of yeah, so Christmas. So it was a couple of days after Christmas. So we, we didn't really talk about Christmas at all. So, uh, do you have any stories or dad things or anything from your, uh, Christmas time, New Year's time that you like to share? Uh, so Christmas Eve, being a true Mexican family that we are, mm-hmm. Christmas Eve is when my father's family decides to get together and, you know, there's a bunch of little crib midges running around having yep. a good time yep i mean it's all grandkids and great grandkids at this point you know most of us i guess children are there everyone but me is popping out little nuggets <laughs> right except for me so i'm i'm sitting there Enjoying a couple beers with my cousin. He had gotten, or he had given me his brother who passed away, which was our hockey coach. He gave me his Keith Kachuk jersey. So it's one of the things that I've been doing downstairs recently. I spent pretty much all day yesterday rearranging stuff because I got to figure out a place to hang it. Essentially, I want mm. I want to hang that jersey. Um, and somehow. My brother and his now wife, they, 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 I see them talking to my dad. And I think it's just because it's all Jill knows is pretty much my mom and my dad. Right. Um, they're both really shy. Like, if you know me, you know I'm shy until you get to know me. And then you're like, fuck, I wish he would go back to being that shy kid. <laughs> Cause then I don't shut up and I say inappropriate things. I totally have black humor. Dark humor, not black humor. What? Let's go dark black humor. jokes. Yeah. So, long story long, my dad somehow brings up the fact. I sit down and I'm like, "Why'd you say my name?" And my dad's like, "Oh, I was just telling them that you're marrying Amanda and Brandon later this year, um, and that you could marry them so that they don't have to do." I'm like, "Oh God." So he, so your dad offers your services up mm-hmm. to <laughs> to my brother and his now wife. Without consent from you at all. Without it at all. He just, all he said was whip out the card. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to pull my wallet out, which is not very hard to do. So you immediately just accept the situation. You don't like question your dad and be like, dad, what the fuck? Why would you, you don't question him at all? You just go along with it? No, I just, I let it go. Yeah. Because, okay, this is my dad. It is your brother. So It is my brother, right. And my dad is the type of person that. When he when they came to pick me up, I had gotten off work early, came home, shit showered, shaved, started drinking immediately. 
I got to deal with family. I'm going to get fucking hammered. <laughs> okay. So I had a whopping two beers. My parents come get me. My dad sees me. He's like, oh, an 18 pack, huh? I was like, no, there's like seven or eight beers in here. He's like, well, you need me to stop and get you some beer? I'm like, no, I, this is enough beer for me. It's, I don't need, I don't need it anymore. I think she need a 30 pack or something. <laughs> I guess so. So you got to understand that over a course of like eight, nine hours, mm. I had like, let's, let's just conservatively say nine beers. Well, a beer an hour is not going to get you like hammered. No, but I mean, I was feeling all right. Yeah. Uh, in a matter of six hours, my dad had 12 Color me surprised. Yeah. Uh, then we got back to the house, which I didn't even finish telling you my story, but it'll pick up the next day. Okay. Uh, got back to the house, and Santa Claus came, but both kids were sick. So Ellie, she wasn't waking up for it, and Ryan was just like, can I wait? Can I open them in the morning? Yeah, you can open up your gifts in the morning. So Amanda, myself, my mom, my dad. Oh, I forgot Brandon was there too. So Amanda, Brandon... My mom, my dad, me, we all sat around and did our family tradition of opening our Christmas presents on Christmas Eve. Good. And it's the first time that we had done that in years. And my dad comes downstairs with a beer and hands me one, and we're sitting there opening up gifts and everything, which I didn't. I I got two things, but that's besides the point. I wanted something. They couldn't find it. I'm just going to put that in air quotes. Couldn't find it. (laughs) So I was like, if you're not going to get me the one thing that I want, then just spend the money on Ryan and Ellie. So they ended up spending more money on them, which mm-hmm. good. As they, it should be. Yeah, they need this. They need the shit that I, I don't need any more underwear. I don't need any more socks. True, yeah. I just got a new job, so I bought a whole bunch of that. I don't need it. Next morning, Ryan gets up bright and early. Fucking he's he's on fire. It's like 6 a.m. We went to bed at like 1. Mm-hmm. 6 a.m., he's fucking on fire. I'm sleeping in the bed next to him. Hey, hey, where's where's Ryan's stuff? Where's Ryan, or where's the thermometer? Tried putting it under his arm and everything like that. Luckily, it wasn't a rectal thermometer. Woo! <laughs> Had those when I was a kid. <laughs> Take your core temperature like a motherfucker. Wow. <laughs> uh, and... Come to find out, doesn't work because he got pissed off and threw it the other day. So the thermometer's broken. So I have no idea how hot this kid is. I just know that he's on fire. Yeah. My dad's bitching. Ah, leave me alone. I'm sleeping. Family comes over at noon, right? Mm-hmm. It's like 11.54. And I'm screaming, where the fuck is dad at? And he, first thing he says to me in the morning, he's like, you know what? Fuck you, asshole. And I'm like, what did I do? You made me drink last night. He's the one that was trying to buy you more beer. (laughs) Your dad is a character, dude. What's the first thing that my dad says to me? Who's going to get beer? What? Hold on. And I said, Amanda has already left. She has my card. She's going to get you and me beer. It, it, it's already, your, your beer is on its way. I love the, the entire occasion, both nights or both days so far, has centered around beer. Yes. <laughs> uh, Amanda calls me and goes, uh, they don't have any stag 
I'm like, okay, then give me PBR. And you hear my dad, Pat's Blue Ribbon, she doesn't know what the fuck PBR is. And I'm like, and dad wants a 30-pack. She's like, a 30-pack? Like, that's what he wants. That's why I gave you my card. She's like, well, I didn't take your card. So my sister ended up spending like almost $40 in beer because Bud Light, for some reason, costs like $50 a fucking 30-pack. And that's what my dad has to drink. Unbelievable. Yeah. And And as we're sitting at the table and my dad's drinking his $50 Bud Light... That's when Jill and Chris are like, now I know you were drunk last night. I was I'm, I was not drunk last night, but do you guys still want me to marry you? She's like, yes, 15th of January. Okay, awesome. Of this year? Of this year. So like, <laughs> so in like a week. No, the very next day she texted me on Facebook Messenger, which took me four days to, to read because yeah. I don't ever get on that sure, thing. Sure, yeah. But I don't have either her or Chris's number, so, like, it's the only way I have contact with them. Uh, January 1st. So. New, so they moved it even sooner? Yeah. I married them on January, which is why this is here, because this was my ambiance for their for their wedding. Okay. Well, I guess they're in a hurry. Yeah, and I asked them, like, while they were up there. It's like, uh, this isn't because there's something cooking that we need to know about. And they both said, no, we're shy. Did you point at her vagina like you just pointed? <laughs> no. she's For only, the listeners. She's that... only like two feet tall, so like I would have been pointing at her stomach. <laughs> okay. But uh, I will tell you this right now. Trying to figure out how to sign a marriage certificate took longer than the actual wedding. Yeah, well, you, of course, you need witnesses, and then you have to sign it. And, uh, yeah, there's a whole deal. So. It, I'm, it sounds like you had an eventful uh, couple holidays, though. I did. I did. I will say this though. Uh, shout out to my uh, my brother, soon to be brother in law. Big ups. He, uh, him, and Amanda were at Best Buy the day after Christmas, mm-hmm. and they found a Super Nintendo Classic for me. Fucking a! I didn't even see that. That's how tiny. It That's is. how tiny it is. Yeah. Wow. Uh, they found it. They found it for me, and. Uh, they bought it and it was, that's what I asked for for Christmas. I said, that's all I want. And I didn't get it. So the next day I had money. I handed it to Brandon and I said, here you go. And he's like, no, it's for your Christmas. I said, nope, Christmas is over. You bought this for me. Here you go. So, I mean, I gave him 50 bucks, which is worth more than that. But yeah. Uh, but it's the thought that counts, which and... is, which is why the drum stools up here because yeah. they're only three foot cords. So I have, oh, to shit, sit, yeah. I have to sit really close to the TV. That's kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. But my brother apparently said that GameStop, which I might actually go do that today, yeah. has a wireless adapter so that you can actually play it wirelessly and I'll be able to sit on my couch and play it. Yeah, that would be ideal. Especially obviously. on a 70-inch TV. Sure. Yeah. It's like why that they weren't really thinking with that. Maybe they were thinking like, everybody used to have to sit on the floor to play this. They won't care if they had to sit on the floor and play it again. Except there's one big difference. Back in the day, the power brick cord and like the RCA cord or the component cord or your VGA cords, they were like six to ten feet long. Yeah, so you could pull it out in the middle of the living room. Yeah, now they pack in like these standard like three foot HDMI yeah. cables. Yeah. 
Well, because everybody's trying to conserve space and that kind of stuff. Exactly. So, yeah. so you if, would think wireless controller just makes sense, but I, I don't get me wrong. I actually like the fact that it's a three foot cord. Yeah. Like I said, it does feel like that's how it should well, have been. I, yeah, I mean that's how they used to be. So, but it's just it's crazy how small that fucking thing is. Yeah. It kind of it's fitting for the size of your penis. Oh, oh! Wow. I don't know why I said that. All oh. right, funny. Let's let's, <laughs> let's on that note. Let's move over to my yeah, family your, stuff. Your holiday on the, <laughs> on the little penis. On note. the little penis note. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Christmas Eve, we did uh, Lindsay's parents. Every uh, year they do. Everyone wears pajamas. Um, and it's always awkward because I don't wear pajamas to bed. So, I wear nothing to bed. So I got no pajamas to wear. So I just wear my normal clothes and then everyone kind of ridicules me for not wearing pajamas. You know what you should do? You should just you should just go into the bathroom and come out in your boxers. <laughs> no, you really should. No, I should just go in the bathroom and just come out fucking naked because that's how I sleep. I don't even sleep in boxers. There's shit stains all over my bed. Oh, <laughs> Oh, and it ain't Ash. <laughs> so, uh, so no, but there really is not shit stains all over my bed. Uh, there's probably particles from farts, but besides that, that shit's on your teeth brushes anyway. So yeah. Anyways, that uh, yeah, Christmas Eve night went well. Um, all the kiddos got all everything they wanted. We got some like kitchen stuff. Totally fine with me. Mm-hmm. Don't care. At this point, I'm to the age where I don't care if I get anything at all. Dude, that's exactly how I am. I care. It, like I, like every, like you said, everybody in my family is kind of pooping out kiddos besides me. So the kiddos are the important thing for Christmas. So. That's exactly it. Yeah. You so if your, I got nothing, don't care. You had your time to shine. Exactly. And I fucking shone like a motherfucker. I got all kinds of shit, including that Super Nintendo not that one specifically, but you the got, old one. Dude, I got a Super Nintendo for Christmas one year, too. I mean, I pretty much every Nintendo thing that came out, I got at some point. Besides uh, GameCube. I, I didn't get GameCube. I got GameCube, but I didn't get 64 because I went PlayStation. So, uh, moving to Christmas Day, we did, uh, let's see, we did lunch again at Lindsay's parents' house. And it ended up being just me and uh, just Lindsay and I. Her brother stopped in to eat mac and cheese, mm. and uh, and her parents, and that was it. So we got all the food we wanted to for that that luncheon thing. Mm-hmm. Mac and cheese, fucking bomb ass mac, mac and cheese, dude. dude! Amazing. I can't even talk. That's how good it was. It sounds fucking fire. <laughs> Last year, she uh, she, I think she had uh, one of her daughters make it. One of Lindsay's sisters and her. her she put breadcrumbs in it, and her sister, her brother was pissed. <laughs> he's such a picky eater that he was pissed about breadcrumbs. Really? Like, yeah. He's that finicky about shit. It's weird. Um, anyway. So, after that, we went to George's family's mm-hmm. place for, uh, for uh, Christmas dinner, where they had turkey. So, I, within the span of two hours, I had two, two giant meals, and... Completely fine with that because over the holidays you're you should feel free to just fucking munch out. I think, <laughs> which is so weird to me. Why? Because neither one of my families does a huge meal for 
Yeah, maybe that's not a Mexican thing. I mean, my Mexican side of the family is there's chicken wings, cocktail shrimp. Yeah. Like, it's all finger foods. Yeah, so they don't, uh, they don't go all out, like you said. Like, I mean, like I said, they had mac and cheese for lunch and shit, whatever. I can't remember what else they had that day. Maybe, like, oh, it was ham. So, so we had like honey baked ham and shit, and then the night before that we had all kinds of stuff too. Yeah. I think it's like her Italian, Italian. They just like well, food equals love. Yeah, for my Italian mom. We'll see my so. mom's side of the family. My mom, she she freaked out about having her ham, yeah. and more people ate my aunt's roast beef than her yeah. ham. Yeah. Well then, uh, so so at George's family, they had like full turkey and all like stuffing and all that kind of shit. So and and I don't know if what. Uh, I actually, they may be, I don't know what ethnicity my stepdad is really. That's weird that I don't know that. I never, I don't, I never really like cared that much until recently. Like I sort of looked into it a little bit, but I just don't, it, I don't know. We, uh, we Are might. Are you going to do a 23 and me too? I don't think so. I don't have the money for it. Dude, it's super cheap. I was when you guys did it. It is not cheap now. It's like a couple hundred bucks. That's cheap. Not for me, it isn't. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Anyways, so uh, let's see. Oh, I can I can break a fucking six hundred dollars snare head and then just go buy a brand new one. That's, no, that's dude, those fun. are like ten. Those are fifteen mm-hmm, bucks. Sure. All right. Gold plated fucking. No, dude. Twenty four karat chrome. No, fucking, they're not. I know what you. You're I know. thinking about Neil Peart snare drums, and yes, I said it correctly. No, I, I I'm not. I'm just saying. Now, okay, so now we're going to get to the entertaining family stuff. Okay. Uh, you're like, fuck, finally. <laughs> uh, we went to my mom's side of the family, which uh, I, I talked about going over there for uh, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. about a month ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we went down there the week after uh, Christmas. And uh, and I I actually took notes on this because it was ridiculous. More boob grabbing. Uh, gonna get to that. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. It is weird. Um. So on the way, my mom needs to stop at a Walgreens. When she stops at the Walgreens, she parks. Um halfway in a handicap space halfway in a not even a space <laughs> okay she says upon exiting the vehicle i don't care that i'm in a handicap space <laughs> if someone pulls up you move it and she runs inside and uh she, and i just shake my head that's all i can do so you're talking about the diagonal stripe space? Yes. You know why those are there, right? So that they'll have ample room to get out of their handicapped vehicle? Yeah, like when right. like when people have those vans uh-huh. that have ramps yeah. that allow them to get in and out right. of their vehicles. It's a Walgreens. There's lots of that going on. <laughs> that's, that's why those are there. Try explaining that. Um, another fun thing my mom did. Uh, she fueled up. While the Jeep was still running. Not supposed to do that. No. <laughs> Definitely not supposed to do that. Um, 
And we're all sitting in it, by the way. So that makes me real comfortable. Um, so those are just two mom stories. So don't normally get mom stories. Don't normally podcast, get mom stories. No, but that's for those sure. were those were two that I felt like I needed to mention. Also, the boob grabbing happened again. Nice. The only reason I say nice, it's not in a sexual way at all. It's sure it is. It's that your family is is weird, just like everybody else's. Oh, totally. Yeah. And so, and this is not me talking shit on anybody. This no. Is, this is all just fun stuff that happens when I go to my family stuff, and I super enjoy it, and I love telling stories about it, and uh, I love catching up with you about stuff that happens because we don't get to hang out that often, and that's what this whole podcast is. We forgot to explain at the top of the podcast what the podcast is. Nah. People at this point know it's a log flume of pop culture and whatever else. Well, we I wanted want to, to I actually wanted to add something to it that's gonna fit. Oh boy. You ready? Oh boy. <laughs> okay. I'm filating the mic over here. You ready for this? Yeah. Our podcast is a log flume variety podcast. <gasps> We're gonna take you on a ride. New year, new me, new year, new me. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, on a small note, I saw, and I posted about this on Facebook, I saw a MoDOT sign that said, New Year, New You, Arrive Alive. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah, and I picked this apart, and what this is implying is that before... You didn't you, arrive alive. No, no, you have been arriving places dead. <laughs> so... Since it's a new year and it's a new you, you should start arriving alive. Okay, small tangent. We're going to get right back onto the story. Holy shit, that's... It's fucking stupid is what it is. So, we get to my grandpa's who I haven't actually uh, seen in a while. He's my mom's stepdad. Uh, divorced, though. Mm-hmm. So, technically not blood. Technically separated from family, but... Grew up at, with him as my grandpa, so we treat him as such. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was awesome to see him. And uh, and on right, getting ready to pull up into his uh, subdivision, which he lives in a fucking super nice subdivision. Props to grandpa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag blessed. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a... There's a small strip mall right before his uh, his subdivision starts, and there I noticed this uh, tattoo shop, Crumbly's Tattoo. (laughs) 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 Which I thought was fucking hilarious. Oh Oh my god! So, of course, uh, conversation over the course of the evening was great, and um, and. Did Crumbly's get brought up at all? Crumbly's did get brought up. Nice. Uh, he has not gone there. Uh, <laughs> uh, for some reason, every time I go to family stuff, they want me to bust on my tattoos. So it started, I did that, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I'm so glad that, that that doesn't happen to me anymore. Well, it, eventually it will happen again. So, Well, do you know, the only person that, and I always did it because, yes, she had Alzheimer's, yeah. but. It was my Grams. Yeah. She would always be like, Jim, when did you get that? Yeah. Like, get what? My grandma didn't really say anything at all. <laughs> He's just like, I feel like I have to over explain why I got that. It's like a whole, th- it becomes a whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Yep. 
when you're the heavy metal dude in the family it just becomes a thing and then you end up talking about it and it like it's a, i guess it's an interesting thing about me so sorry <laughs> As soon as you said heavy metal, that's just started playing through my head. So, so, uh, so the band stuff came up eventually, and um, and it became a conversation about why people mosh pit. And my grandma, why, trying- why do why do people that listen to country music line dance? Why is the tree good? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I and I try. I, Explained it the best I could that it's like communal thing and people help each other up when they fall down and it's not like everybody just punch each other in the face unless you're at a hardcore show. <laughs> Sometimes it gets a little crazy. Yeah, but even when I got punched in the face, the dude would turn around and be like, "Oh shit, man, I'm so sorry." I'd be like, "It's all good." You're and not that sorry. And then and then we would and then we would, you know, like jerk each other off. <laughs> I, was, I, I was I was about ready to say. Jerk each other off, but you took it out of my... I beat you to it. Yeah. Beat you to it. Oh! Uh, no, but, but my grandpa had a great uh, dad joke about mosh pits. Um, oh, gosh. Here we yeah. go. He said, mosh pit... <laughs> okay, I can't even say it. <laughs> mosh pit? More like a bunch of dudes sucking each other no, off. No, oh. didn't say, My grandpa would never say that. Well, you never know. <laughs> My grandpa uh, said, "My gra- <laughs> what are we doing, like, System of Down lyrics now? <laughs> okay, grandpa joke. Here yeah. it is. Mosh pit. Shouldn't it be called a mash pit? <laughs> Actual grandpa joke. <sighs> Nothing? Okay, moving on. Yep. Uh, they had a small dog, and as we were leaving, Lindsay kind of didn't see it right there. She accidentally tripped over it, so... Blew her shoulder out again? No, no. Oh, God, that would be awesome. <laughs> but uh, immediately, my mom and I centered in on her attacking her for kicking small dogs. <laughs> because she's such an animal lover, it's just such an easy target. Especially since her family made fun of me for not wearing pajamas i felt like i needed some kind of revenge so pretty much the rest of the night and oh well no the rest of that entire trip we called it the dog kicker well <laughs> i think now, it's fair now i know to call her a dog kicker yeah exactly next time you see her call the dog kicker she'll know exactly what you're talking about speaking of speaking of animal lovers you never responded to my text about my dream that i had oh i had a dream about you too Okay, well, okay, let's finish the Christmas stuff and then we'll do we'll share each other's dreams about each other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So uh let's see. We watched Christmas Vacation. That was the last thing we did. I had a couple beers myself. Nice. I think they were maybe really old natural lights. Smoked bowl of oregano. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um my grand, we did a gift exchange. Uh, I got some sweet uh, Star Wars ornaments. We didn't have a Christmas tree, but I hung them from my AC unit. You, I would say you realize you're never going to be allowed to have a Christmas tree anyway. Oh, I know. And we, we, it's not that we're not allowed. It's that... Ash. Yeah, the cat will destroy it. Uh-huh. So there's no point in... We'd have to spray it down with the fucking anti-cat spray, which is 
make makes everything smell like citronella so no that's not happening that's side note we've had to spray down all of our cables in our house with the citronella spray to stop our cat from eating them end of side note did it work <laughs> uh he, it actually did work he hasn't chewed on anything recently so pretty happy about that um Yes, we watched Christmas Vacation, Gift Exchange. Uh, my grandma kind of... My grandma is interesting, to say the least. And I was going to say old. She's pretty old, too. Uh, but she gives kind of insane gifts to people, and the expected response happened. Everyone laughs, and... <laughs> don't we're not, laugh, we're not laughing at her. We're laughing with her kind of thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So they so she gave my mom this like this blouse that had these like razor blade looking things down the sleeves. <laughs> and so it kind of got regifted around the room. <laughs> and it was it was uh I guess maybe you had to be there cuz you're not you have no response to No, that. it just it reminded me of something that I didn't bring up this year, which was uh, I refused to participate in the Rob Your Neighbor gifts oh, exchange yeah, this yeah. year. And and somebody in my family was like, how come Jimmy's not playing? And Because I, I was sitting on the steps yeah. uh, with the timer. And my sister, God bless her, my sister steps up and goes, well, remember the last four years how everyone thinks it's hilarious to take every single gift that Jimmy gets and he gets nothing? He got sick of it and decided not to fucking play this year. And everyone just kind of sat back and went, oh, oh, yeah, my family. Now, we play Rob Your Neighbor a little differently. You put in, like, you could, some some people bring one gift, some people bring, like, six. You know, one's got a $20, you know, someone's going to get a $20 scratcher, somebody's going to get a box of tampons. Right. You know, I mean, it just, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. But I would always have... I'm, I I just have shitty luck, man. I never get to roll any sixes. When I finally do, like one of my little cousins will fucking steal it from me, and they think it's hilarious. <laughs> I just got done with it. I'm like, fuck that's you guys. What happens when you play the game? Yeah, four years in a row, no gifts. Yeah, I mean that's bullshit. That is bullshit. Somebody should have just like gave you their gift on the third year. Well, what happened? No, what happens is, is that every year somebody inevitably gets a box of dots, and they're like, give it to Jimmy. He fucking loves dots. Who likes this shitty candy? And that's it. I fucking like that shitty candy. It's right. delicious to me. Anyway, go on. <laughs> okay, so that's so when you said that that your mom got gifted a shitty yeah, razor yeah, blade yeah. shirt, that's what went through my head. Was I was like, yeah, I know how that goes. Yeah, I also got um, I got uh, let's see, dinner coupons and movie coupons. So that's the shit I really like because mm -hmm. I'm gonna absolutely use that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm a little pissed off at you still, actually. Four? Uh, we had made plans to go see the Disaster Artist. Oh, and then, yeah. And then you went without me. I know I went without you, but... Well, and we'll get to movies if we have time today, but... Um, Just saying, a little butthurt here. It, I know, but it was maybe going to be the only opportunity I had to see it in theaters because it's been out for, like, a couple months, and, like, I don't know how long it's going to last, so, like, I had to jump on it. But I do still want to mm. see it with you, man. Crazy, crazy. It's st worth seeing. Crazy again. story, listeners. I said, "Hey, bro, 
after you get off work one day this week, since I'm on vacation. But you know I can't let's, do that, Let's man. go see it. Why can't you? I get up early to do this podcast with you. You can't stay up an extra 20 minutes to go see a movie with no, me? No, it's not an extra 20 minutes. The movies don't start playing movies. till like 11. It's a two-hour movie, and you're up an extra 20 minutes. Dude. Dude. There's no way I can see a movie. There is a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> okay. If you're going <laughs> to look at it like that, maybe... Maybe there is, but... I'm going to set up a poll on Facebook that I never get on. Could Chris have gone and seen it with me? Oh, I, I and, definitely could have, but it would have affected my sleep, and then... In the following ways. One, you would have got five hours less sleep. Five hours less sleep? Two. <laughs> two, it's not like maintenance hasn't done that to you, and you fucking survived that, so I don't see how you couldn't have enjoyed a nice evening with for you morning with me and fucking not hurt my feelings can't we just go on a night after you get off of work turn the tables bitch uh when i get off work uh turning up to go to work tables on you so the fuck i i see how it is it's always on your time and never on mine i got it i got it in this instance on every fucking instance (laughs) i'm sorry i get it dude have I not shown my appreciation for you? Haven't and blo- I said that word weird. You haven't blown me in a long time. Well, here it comes. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Last thing uh, before we move on, I went to the home of the Alf Calendar, Apple Butter, uh, whatever the fuck, off the side of the road. <laughs> the Apple Butter Shack off the and side I of the found, road. And uh, I found I found more vinyl, totally stacked away in the back corner. I found a Living Color 12-inch single. I found... Oh, you're going to love this. Mm-hmm. Appetite for Destruction. <laughs> and uh, what was the third one? I found Queen Greatest Hits, but when I got in the car, it was broken, so I took it back in. Oh, that's shitty. And the best one I found was a double live vinyl of Thin Lizzy. Fucking so, awesome. You... You know they probably bought those in nineteen like ninety two, and they've been sitting there ever since. What do you mean? Who bought them? What are you talking about? The Apple Butter Festival. They bought them off. Somebody. It's not a first of all. It's not a festival. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called it's called Apple Wagon. That's what the Apple Wagon. Yeah, so Apple Butter. Hashtag blessed Apple Wagon. <laughs> they blessed me with some fucking vinyl. They had some sweet hairband metal in there too, but I'm not really digging that. No, me neither. It was like. Rat and the you know oh, God. stuff like Cinderella. that. Yes, yeah, stuff very much stuff like that, uh, and a lot of Elvis and country and no thank you. Um, moving on, we dude, let's see where we are at time wise. We got a bunch of stuff to cover still. Let's go. Let's do it. Mexican news. This Mexican segment. Mexican news. Orale. I love I love the little tags going into that. By the way, <laughs> okay. So I don't know if we covered this before in Mexican news, but it was previously thought that the man currently with the world's largest penis was a man from Mexico. Now. I know where it seems like I'm going with this, but Jimmy, do you think that the man with the world's largest penis, in fact, does come from Mexico? 
True or false? I thought it was false. It was thought to be true and has since been proven false very recently. Hmm. So. I thought it was some guy in, like, New England or something. Here's what the uh, the headline is. Why do I know or even think I know where the world's largest penis is? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's don't weird. Know. First of all, this fucking picture that I just saw for the first time is goddamn amazing, <laughs> and I'm going to share that later. Here's the headline. Mexican is it goddamn man, electric? Yes. Mexican man thought to have the world's biggest penis is accused of exaggerating, as scan shows it is actually only, and this is in all caps, six inches long, a foot shorter than he claims. So... What if he's a grower and not a shower? Turns out, Mr. Roberto Esquivel Cabrera, 54, from Mexico, and I totally nailed that, by the way. He claimed to have an 18.9-inch penis, but what it turns out happened is... He was reading centimeters? No, he's <laughs> a liar. Oh. And over the course of many years, he surgically... Uh, attached foreskin onto his penis, which is only actually six inches long. But all that foreskin has now counted up to 18.9 inches. So, oh. <laughs> this is the most fucking insane story ever. Hold on. So, when, yeah, he, gets, way, when he, he gets hard, he has to pull back. Like, yeah. 12 inches of foreskin just to get to... I didn't even think of that, but yes, that's exactly what he has to do. His six-inch penis. Yeah. And uh, for reaction purposes, I'm going to show you this photo of Mr. Roberto Escobel. Oh, my God. <laughs> the most fucking hilarious photo ever. And that's it for Mexican news. <laughs> It's white and red, dude. I know. I don't know if he has, like, a covering over it or, like, a cock sock, but they blurred it. They blur it out in this photo. How long do you think you could get your penis if you add it? Like, how much foreskin do you think you could add to your own penis? Well, you can. I could add as much foreskin as I want. It's still going to be very small. Well, yeah, no, that's... That's clearly the case here with this guy, Roberto Esquivel Cabrera. Uh, <laughs> Nailed that one. I did. I'm getting better at it. Um, I'm saying how much could you add, like, would you add if you were going, if, say you had the same apparent fetish that this guy has of adding fucking foreskin to his own penis, which I can't believe I just said that. If it actually made it bigger, I'd only add like an inch or two. Because then I would have an inch or two long dick. But it wouldn't add anything. Then what does it matter? <laughs> then I'm pissing on my foreskin every time I piss. <laughs> no, man. You don't know what it's like to have foreskin. You gotta, you gotta ask somebody who still has an uncircumcised penis. So you gotta, which is becoming more and more of a trend because yeah. there's no scientific advantage to it. Right. Well, besides that, it looks ugly. It only looks ugly because your dick is circumcised. Right. <laughs> if you grew up only this knowing... This conversation is so weird. If you only grew up knowing 
your uncircumcised dick, you would go into a locker room and you would see dudes with circumcised dicks and be like, what's wrong with their penis? You wouldn't say what's wrong with my penis? No. All right. Because think about it. When you're a kid growing up. True. Yeah. I mean, you're not really looking at a bunch of dicks. So you're only looking looking at at your your own dick. dick. Yeah. Well, you might see your dad's dick. I saw my dad's dick growing up. Not in a weird way. Just like walked into the bathroom while my dad was taking a piss. He didn't care because I'm a kid and he's a dad. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like Our penises look the same, though. Mine was just as big as his. (laughs) 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 Moving on. I like ending segments on jokes. One's foot that, news. One, foot news. Chris Nays' foot news. That is an ugly ass fucking foot. Describe to the listeners what you see. Uh, I'm I'm seeing Chris, and he honestly, I would say it's a compression sock. It is a compression sock. Uh, he's rocking a compression sock. He has, oh my god, he has some really ugly feet, folks. <laughs> I mean, no feet I, are not pretty. Feet in are general. not pretty. I will never understand. But people mine their specifically, foot you're saying, that, or yeah, because I don't have like homeless man foot. <laughs> no, but like your fucking big toe, like especially from the bottom, looks like a really fucked up looking mushroom. Like, like, like oh, you have a dickhead on your fucking foot, dude. Your toe looks like a dickhead, dude. Don't try to. Warp the reality of what my foot looks like. I'm going like. to take a picture of it and show it, and I guarantee you the first thing someone's going to say is, whoa, why'd you just show me a picture of a dick? <laughs> that is not true. I guarantee you it is true. Let me see your big toe, motherfucker. No. <laughs> what? No. Look how small mine is compared You're to yours. you such a pussy. Hiding your big toe from me when I, sh- when I show you my big toe with such fucking unrestrained. It looks like a dick. It does not look like a dick. If your dick looks like that, you you got problems. You're not looking at it from my angle. The bottom? Yes. I don't think the bottom looks looks like like a dick dick either. It Uh, looks like a dick. You're wrong. I didn't picture the foot news going this way. (laughs) This is weird. Well, we just had, we just had a conversation. (laughs) Foot update. I'm wearing compression sock now. It sort of works. It doesn't work all the time. And explain to the listeners what you mean by it sort of works. Uh, so you're supposed to wear it pretty often, and uh, and you know, like I wear it to bed because when I get up, it hurts in the morning. Mm-hmm. So like, if you wear it all night and then get up, it has compressed and uh, and limited the blood flow. So when you stand up, it doesn't hurt as much. So it works like that. But while I'm at work for a long time, it still hurts after I walk around a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> yeah. So <clears throat> it only kind of works, and I still need to work on getting new shoes, or new boots and new shoes. So, uh, But making progress, and that, my friends, is foot news. Is foot news. <laughs> foot news! Check out my foot! It doesn't look like a dick, even <laughs> though Jimmy thinks so. Foot news! <laughs> wow, that should really be the theme song for that. And I need to talk on mic. Take another swig of coffee. Shut the fuck up. Movies. Movie segment. We finally arrived at movie segment. Yay. And I'm not going to time Nazi this episode because normally we'd be wrapping up right now. Well. 
Overtime. That's right, podcast overtime. Since it's been a while since you and I podcasted here in the J-Lo studio. <laughs> Please don't call it that. Already did. Um, let's not start with the one we mentioned. I'm, we're going to end on the one we mentioned earlier. How about that? Okay. So, while I was laid off, I decided I was just going to have a movie day mm-hmm. and see as many movies as possible in mm-hmm. one day. Uh, I was going to go to the movies and see at least three, but I was limited by uh, my Jeep getting worked on that day as well. So, while I was at home, I caught up finally on seeing Spider-Man Homecoming, which, have you seen that? Excellent. You have seen it and you liked it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I super enjoyed it. Um, I sort of have a crush on Marissa Tomei, so I forgot she was in it. That was fucking awesome. Oh, so you really liked The Wrestler then? Uh, She showed them titties. Yeah, I did like The Wrestler a lot. (laughs) I like The Wrestler on a lot of levels. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but she's pretty hot. Um, always had a thing for her. Ever since I realized that women were fucking beautiful, Marissa Tomei. Is she is she a glass case girl for you? Movies has already turned into tug time. <laughs> <laughs> tug time. <laughs> uh, is she what? A glass case girl. A glass case. What? So what do you mean? Like you would like she's just so beautiful. Like you'd put her like in a display case, and you wouldn't even be able to touch her. Um, no, I would bone her. Okay. <laughs> Took time. He would bone her. <laughs> anyway, back to a uh, less boner talk and more Spider-Man talk. Um, so let's see. Michael Keaton is probably the best part of this movie. Honestly, uh, he plays Adrian. Also the vulture. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Favreau had some good stuff in this movie. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Zendaya is Michelle, and uh, Hannibal Burris had some interesting moments in this, which I did not expect him to be in this. That's a weird thing that happened. Uh, and I didn't write that, write down the name of the fucking. His name is Robert Downey Jr. Uh, well, yeah, Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. said it a lot too. I forgot I didn't write him down either. But the um, yeah, the uh, fucking. Who played Peter? I don't know. Do you know his name? He's a new kid. Yeah, though. he's a new kid. He's think, great. I think he speaks with an accent. Maybe. He's fucking great though, and I, I like the interplay between him and his best friend too. Uh, his fat best friend, kind of like you and me. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, the character interplay between Peter and Tony was awesome. The uh, we're just okay. Spoilers if you haven't seen it. Fast forward to the podcast. Uh, turning point, the second act where, surprise, Keaton is the girl's dad. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. Oh, see, I saw that coming a mile away. Okay, I didn't see that coming. I maybe should have, but I was just along for the ride. And I like, I like going in movies not knowing anything and just like whatever happens, happens. And I don't know. I, I kind of think that's where people get in trouble, like, 
trying to anticipate where movies are going and like having too much expectations. No, I just saw. I just. I. I don't know. That it goes seemed, back to what we were talking about before the expectations thing. It it's just. Like, it was. It, to me, I was like. I was like. Oh, I bet you. I bet you that's. He's the dad. Yeah, and I, and I was like, oh, I fucking knew it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't see it coming, and then when it did, I was like, holy fuck, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It was a perfect way to play that out. Um, the battle was great. The one at the very end. Yes. Uh, not killing Keaton was a fucking great move. I feel like you, he was so good, like to kill to kill him off after that one would just be like a crime, you know. Uh, maybe not even have him in the second movie, but like come back the third or the fourth. The, there, the, it was overall it was a good movie, but yeah. I will say this: there were definitely some continuity issues. Okay. Um. But I feel like more and more Marvel movies are starting to do that. Sure. Where I don't think it, it detracted from the movie that much. Absolutely not. Uh, I liked that they weaved in the Avengers a little bit and then and like capped off the movie with the Avengers tie-in. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think the kids show like. What'd you that, think? What'd you think about Tony Stark limiting limiting what his suit could do? And he wouldn't give him the fully upgraded suit, or he did. It's just it was locked off. Uh, I, well, I think it made sense because he's a kid and he doesn't know, like he doesn't know how to limit himself mm-hmm. as a person. So it just makes sense that, like, why give him the fucking keys of the universe and have this limitless ability to do anything and kill anyone whenever he doesn't even fuck he's not even out of school Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying it just sort of made sense to me um but i think the kid um turning down the avengers like showed growth in him as a person Mm -hmm. and it was a it was an awesome way to kind of cap off the movie uh and the credit scene with uh adrian and the guy from uh breaking bad um uh shit what's the guy well adrian basically says he wants to kill spider he implies he wants to kill spider-man himself you know what i'm saying like he doesn't give up peter because he's gonna you 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 fig you like get this by what the scene is telling you is that he has plans beyond this situation which is happening which this other prisoner is trying to get information out of him he's like oh i heard you know who spider-man is or something like that right isn't that how the scene goes i think so i'm pretty sure yeah so you you figure out as the watcher of the scene like oh he wants to kill spider-man himself so he's not going to tell him any information anyway um let's see oh and the after credits with the captain america i don't know if you saw that or not the one where he's like why are you still watching yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) that shit was funny too yeah uh Um, you know what my favorite part in that movie was honestly what's that very beginning of the movie whenever whenever keaton fucking blasts the one dude that's the shocker at the beginning of the movie and he throws the gauntlets to him and he's like here you're the shocker now Mm -hmm. i was like dang like to me, I was like, that is fucking hardcore. Yeah, like, that's pretty sweet. It's brutal. Yeah. That he's just like, hey, guess what? Human life means absolutely nothing to me at this point. Totally, yeah. I really, I, I also liked uh, 
this is way less of a significant moment, but his uh, friend putting on the Spider-Man mask and just like sitting there in bed with the Spider-Man mask on. <laughs> <laughs> they, I just really liked the he like the comedy worked for the, everything in this movie worked. It's the best Spider-Man movie I think I've ever seen. Well, and that's because it's actually a kid in high school. Yeah. Oh, and I and I uh, I forgot to mention maybe the most important part is I didn't feel like they had to tell the origin story again. No, because you don't need to. Exactly. The way the movie plays out is exactly how they should have done it. From to me, one. to me, it's like okay. And I believe because it's been a long time since I've seen the movie, but I believe that they pretty much opened it up with, yeah, some shitty stuff happened to me. But I'm moving forward. Yeah. And to me, it's how every Green Lantern book starts. Yeah. Is And it's the tried and true formula for a comic. You recap why the person is how they are in like a page, how they've pretty much overcome it, and now why they're at the point that they yeah, are. Yeah, and now we can get to what really is important, which is what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. So... Um, moving on to... Uh, let's see. Next movie I saw that day was Bright on Netflix. Now, I asked you to watch this, but did you get some time to? I got about 10 minutes into it and was like, this sucks, and I turned it off. Really? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to challenge you to just watch it anyway, even though you think it sucks, and we can talk about it more next time, um, because it was the best Will Smith movie I've seen since like I Am Legend, I think. I never saw that. You should check that out, too. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I'll, I, I know you got ten minutes in, but I want for the listeners, I want to give them the premise so they can check it out. Oh, that's to. cool. Um, it's, so, basically, you have Will Smith and his partner, who's an orc. This is a world with uh, magic and magical creatures in it. Mm-hmm. But it's very realistic in that they're just beat cops in, like, L.A. or something. And, uh, and they're being, you find out, uh, that they, they actually, something happens and I don't want to give it away. So, but they become hunted by gangs and all kinds of creatures and stuff. So maybe, maybe it's just because it's mixing fantasy for me Yeah, that it's just like, I think if you just like, once you get to the turn where, you see where the movie's going to go. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you were still in the establishment stage of the movie. It's like they're mm-hmm. building the world a little bit at the beginning. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing. If I understand that. Especially in something that's not part of a... And it's a big... This is something that we've talked about before. That nowadays, it's no longer about the individual movie. It's yeah. not about building a universe... Figuring out what the dilemma is and then solving that problem. Yeah. Now it's okay. We're building something that's gonna eventually lead up to something that will happen in another movie franchise three movies from now. Well, this ain't that. I know, but I'm just saying, like that's in my opinion, like that's what's wrong. A lot of movies do definitely do that. They like think franchise instead of mm-hmm. making a movie that works in itself. Well, it's and and I hate to say it, it's the Marvel model. Yeah, it's it's working, and so like a lot of people, they're yeah trying to copy it, and it it just it doesn't always work out because well, you, sometimes a solo movie is better. Have it you seen really kung is. fu movies where the where the main character is hunted 
the entire movie. Mm-hmm. You've seen movies like that? Yeah, but I always thought I always, like kung fu movies. To me, I've never taken them seriously. I yeah. just laugh at them. Well, I I guess mostly because most of them I've seen are cheesy. Well, they're pretty. Yeah, and this has moments of cheesiness too. But I, it, for me, it worked. So. Uh, I challenge I, you to well, stick I know, it out and see the But that's what I think. I, that, that's what I think I was getting at was that in the first ten minutes they're still building and they're still you know yeah. hashing out these characters because you're supposed that's the thing you're supposed. It to doesn't build take much longer than that. I'll tell you that. I just I was like, oh, it wasn't my it, it's not my sort of thing. I guess I don't know, but I'll I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot. Give it a go and then we'll argue about it later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Okay, so the next movie I saw that day was Disaster Artist. Do you want to talk about that first or the the other movie that I saw? Sure, let's talk about the Disaster Artist, even though I still haven't seen it, but I've got a pretty good idea. Well, I'm not going to, um... Here's my question I'm not going to spoil stuff for you, but I want to talk about it a little bit. Have you seen The Room? No. I'm going to go downstairs, grab it, and you're going to take it home and watch it. Okay, yeah. I want to watch it. I just didn't want to buy it, and that's the only way I can watch it. No, I have it. Well, before today, that was the only way I could watch it if I bought it, and I don't want fucking Tommy to send me underwear. Yeah, I I got it. Did he send you underwear? No, 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 no. No, okay, so here's what happened. Um, I was still living I was still living at G-Ran's house at yeah. the time, right? And Josh York and I, we were sitting there talking about our love of really, really, really shitty, bad Mm B-movies. This is back in what I consider the golden age of Netflix. Before Netflix was, you know, spending billions of dollars on original content because, I I get it, they have to have a model to where people, they want to watch these shows, but if they can get it on a different streaming service somewhere else... You know, why do they need Netflix? So they need Netflix for its original content. I get that. So Netflix has established itself and sunk in. Like, there are people that they want to watch Netflix, you know, shit like Orange is the New Black. Like, it's the only place you're going to see it. Yeah. Is on Netflix, you know, when it comes out. Like, I understand that. But back in the day, you could literally type in like a shitty, like, just even just put in B movies and you would find, I mean, Tons, tons of really crappy, campy, midnight, you know, showing movies. Mm -hmm. It's not so much that way anymore. So to me, it just bums me out because the heyday of fine, like this was back when I still had, uh, when I still was paying for a physical disc. Yeah. Josh York and I were talking about bad movies and, you know, we were talking about this and that and this and that. And that's when I was like, uh, have you seen Birdemic? And he goes, no. But if you're talking about Birdemic, have you seen The Room? We instantly went on to YouTube and he showed me and everyone knows the oh, hi, doggy scene. Yeah. Everyone knows that scene. Right. It's like one of the most iconic scenes because or. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. (laughs) Everyone knows that, okay? But. Or the sex scene that lasts way too long. Everybody knows that shit, too. Or uh, it's in the movie three different times and it's the same sex scene. Right. But (laughs) 
humping a fucking belly button. Anyway, <laughs> Tommy, my pussy's down here. <laughs> no, you don't tell me what to do, Lisa. Uh, so anyway, instantly I go onto my Netflix and I go to see if it's on there. It wasn't. It was disc only. I got the disc, right? Instantly burned it, made copies of it, sent it back. And handed, handed it around to a couple guys at work. It made its way around work. Yeah. And this is back when I was still at hand jobs. Right. So uh, that tells you how long ago that movie was. Totally, yeah. Uh, so I I had like four copies of it. They have, they've all disappeared, which means that people have borrowed them and I've never gotten them back. So who knows where they're at at this point. Yeah, and I think uh, burned copies of stuff, people find less value in that. So, like, they'll just let it get lost and don't really care. Yeah. So the second that I lost my actual physical copy, then I went online. I did not get underwear from Tommy. Yeah. Uh, I think because I bought mine through Amazon. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not directly through his website. Which, no, no. But- um, so... I heard all about this movie from friends first, and I had advertisements, and it, but it, seeing the trailer for Disaster Artist instantly intrigued me. I definitely like watching shitty movies because they're funny. Uh, uh, Ian and Amanda kind of showed us Birdemic, and I love that kind of stuff. Um, I was assured by podcasts and all kinds of people that I follow that uh, that not having seen the room would not make the disaster artist worth seeing less. You know what I'm saying? You're going to, I guarantee you, and this is why I wanted to see disaster artist so bad. Yeah. Is that I guarantee you after you watch the room, you're probably going to appreciate. Oh, I totally that will. much more. Well, just from seeing disaster as I know, like the mood disaster artist itself is fucking awesome and hilarious. And you don't, it te- it tells a good story in itself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of these two guys who just like by chance this fucking weird shit happened and it makes you wonder what it would be like to be on the set of that movie. That, for real. Mm-hmm. Uh which is intriguing. And the guy is a fucking mystery. So in did, in himself. So Did you see did you see Franco's acceptance speech? Yeah, I did watch that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tommy instantly- Tommy immediately goes for the mic and he's like, Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I went to see it at the Tivoli, which uh, I felt like that was kind of fitting for that movie, too, because mm-hmm. they, they have played the room at the Tivoli and Tommy has showed up there and, like, you know, played football with people and shit, played catch. It's so weird. Throw spoons um, at the screen. Yeah. So I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but Franco totally deserved to go to the Globe. He deserves the fucking Oscar as far as I'm concerned. I don't know if he will win it because sometimes they're weird about comedies. But uh, he, dude, his portrayal, his portrayal of Tommy is like yeah. Spot but on. there's but see that's the thing, comedy gets lumped in with like comedy and musical. Yeah, but this is like, this is like more comedy drama. So that's what I mean by weird. Like I, sometimes the award shows are weird, and I don't even watch the award shows most of the time. But I feel like when I see a movie that I really think deserves something that says something, as, you know what I mean? Like, as weird as it is, it came across my phone. It goes bloop bloop. Yeah. As as an alert, yeah, and it said that Franco had won, and I was like, "What?" So I instantly went on and looked yeah. it up, and I watched his acceptance yeah, speech, and I was awesome. like, "Holy cow!" 
So, uh, notes I put down. Um, the magic of this movie is that they're more mysterious and intriguing than most filmmakers, which I still think is true. Um, their success as filmmakers is kind of inspiring, even if it was by chance and not how they wanted it mm-hmm. originally. Like, obviously... After- they didn't picture this being like a comedic experience after after you've seen the disaster artist do you feel like tommy was pissed at first and now he's just accepted it because it does have a cult following or do you think that he still like thinks that oh i think it still a- bothers him but he just goes along with it because he know he's better he's a businessman now you know what i'm saying i think he's a weird guy and a weird businessman but like he realized that this was going to work out better for him if he just went along with it this way. Well, see, here's my thing. Nguyen, the guy that uh, wrote Birdemic and directed it and everything, still to this day, like, it's in midnight screenings and he goes to it, but he's still delusional about... And I think that just has to do with his foreign upbringing. Yeah. But he doesn't realize that it's kind of the parody that it is. Yeah. Um, whereas Tommy, I think he is so upset about it. Yeah. But his film is getting out there and people are actually seeing it. So he's kind of swallowing his pride a little bit because he's gone on and done other things. Like yeah, he's done yeah. Samurai Cop and uh And he's he's getting ready. He's doing another movie with that Greg dude. So Oh really? Yeah. See I didn't know that. Yeah. And he has his own show on like Amazon or something like that now. Or Hulu maybe. Um not Greg but Tommy. Uh so yeah, no, I just think uh, I think he embraces it because he realizes it's more it's for his benefit to do that. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, if your thing is gonna make a profit, and you and the, we're talking on many years later now, oh, yeah. that it started soaring in popularity. Like it was an underground thing for a little while, and now it's like he goes all over the well, world th- with well, it. Think shit. about this movie came out when you were still in high school and I was graduating. Yeah. Like, it's crazy that it was that long ago, but, uh, they've been, he's been running on that shit ever since, dude. So that tells you something. It's, it's been, it's been doing midnight screenings in theaters since, since 2003. Yeah. But I think the, uh, disaster artist does a good job of, of portraying, th- uh, the, as much of the truth behind the situation as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, although Tommy is definitely an asshole in this movie. So, uh, so there's that. And uh, 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 yeah, <laughs> so, and it, there's some great after credit sequences. Uh, I saw the li- first little bit of them. Apparently after the credits, there's even more. Um, and I'm not, and somebody told me what it is, but I'm not going to spoil it. So wait, thank you for not doing that. Yeah, I would, I would never. Uh, so I think I was pretty not specific about most of that stuff. So, but it is amazing. Movie deserves awards, and it will get them. So there you go. Um, last movie that I saw, and I, and this is why I didn't see the after credit thing. Um, that my friend told me about. It's because I only had 10 minutes to get from the loop over to Chase Park Plaza to see this last movie. It was the only showing I'd be able to get to in time. So, 
It's called Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Have you heard about this movie? Nope. Okay, so this is a movie that just recently started showing maybe like a few weeks ago, maybe like a month ago or something like that. Francis okay. McDormand, from the main character from uh, from Fargo, uh, main actress from Fargo, I should say. Um, this this movie is very Fargo-esque. Mm -hmm. It is not the same directors, uh, but the script is very much in that vein. Humorous but dark. Mm -hmm. um, stories about this uh, this mom rents out these three three billboards uh, on a on a back road in her town that leads kind of around her house, and uh, these billboards are where the body of her raped and murdered uh, daughter were found. Damn, was found, and so she rents these billboards out to call out the sheriff's department and the the uh the sheriff in specific so the movie starts with her doing that and then it's the aftermath and kind of what happens surrounding that is the rest of the movie and uh also has uh sam walton and uh i think that's his name and um woody harrelson it plays the sheriff in the movie okay uh it's fucking great. It's probably the best movie I've seen in like a year. Uh, very dramatic. She's a fucking Frances McDormand. She won the Golden Globe for uh, as well uh, for best actress uh, in a drama. Dude, she is fucking great in this movie. Every bit as good as she was in Fargo. Mm -hmm. I would suggest seeing this to. Anybody I know that is a movie lover whatsoever. Um, don't go into it looking for, like, fucking laser beams and shit like that, of course. <laughs> you should know what kind of movie you're getting into. It's some heavy <laughs> shit. But there is, it is really, really funny, too. They, like, sprinkle in some really, really good humorous lines. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, I want to see what notes I... Sam Rockwell is the name of that actor I was trying to think of. Um, let's see. I want to see if there's anything of note that I forgot to mention. The note that I wrote for is, Mildred doesn't take any shit. <laughs> That's the kind of character she is. She's like, I don't give a fuck if you guys haven't found anything. I'm going to keep these billboards up as long as it fucking needs to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, she, dude, some of the shit she does in this movie is completely insane. Um, Bonk City. Yeah, let's see here. You kind of grow to hate everyone in this movie a little bit, but doesn't make you hate the movie at all. It's mm -hmm. just like how the characters are. You're yeah. like, fucking these people. You know what I mean? Um, let's see. Complete idiot racist cops. Uh, oh, and Peter Dinklage is in this movie as well. I don't know if you know who that is. He's in Game of Thrones. He's the little person, since we're very PC on this podcast. Little person. Oh, he that midge? <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, and that is going to do it for this episode. We're ending on Midge. <laughs> uh, let's do some ham and eggers. You want me to go first, or you want to go first? Um, you go first because I absolutely oh, don't boy. have one. Uh, actually, Tommy Wiseau is my ham and egger this week. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a good one. Um. I didn't even get to this story this week, but a miniature version of this story is uh, I woke up to last week to my apartment being flooded by my sink. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I actually woke up because maintenance knocked on the door uh, about three hours in to sleep again and said, hey, uh, you got a leak in here? And I opened my bedroom door and I was like, nah, man. <laughs> Only to find out after I went back to sleep for a couple more hours and got back up, it was my apartment. There was fucking water everywhere. Um, Ham and Egger goes to my neighbors. Uh, I Okay. Not 100% for sure that they were told not to use the sink while the sink was clogged because the sinks are connected between apartments. Mm-hmm. Either way. They probably knew something was going on because maintenance kept coming in and out. But they continued to use their sink, and it continued to flood my apartment for the next two days. So I dealt with a fucking flooding apartment for two whole days. Between maintenance and these fucking idiot neighbors of mine. Lots of ham and eggers running around. Fucking Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> Here's, um, here's here's my thing. I'm going to try and if I do have a New Year's resolution, which I never do, it's going to be I'm going to try and come up with better ham and eggers this year. Okay. Because when I when when it comes to scramble mania, I like to think of and I know that there's obviously conversations between this. Yeah. But I also like to think of it as like celebrity death match. Yeah. As in, like, who would <laughs> yeah. actually win these fights. Totally. So it's kind of hard to, for, like, an abstract thought to be in a fight. Yeah. But. It can. It. I mean, it can work, though. It can. They, I mean, they just have to survive the whittling down process. And we have a lot of fucking big contenders that get thrown into these things. So I'm trying to think if there was anything more disparaging toward the world or me in this podcast that I could think of besides the fucking sink people because that really pissed me off. Just go with it, man. Maybe the Mexican with the penis. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that yeah. is a good hammer. Dude, right you know there. what? That's I'm switching it to that. Okay. Nullify my other hammer we have we have we have complete control and say over ham yeah, eggers anyway. Of so. course, we rule this podcast with an iron fist, mm-hmm. with two well, a joined iron fist, or or we rule this podcast with a twelve inch foreskin. Boom! Wow. Boom. <laughs> I mean, I think after you subtract the uh, the foreskin, it was like twelve point nine off of his actual six inch dick. Ooh fucking intense right and that's gonna do it for this week where does he get the foreskins at 
we didn't even get to that point of it. I have no idea where he got the foreskins, dude. You're going to have to look it up on your own time. Okay. And that's going to do it for this week. We're ending on foreskin instead of midges. Bye. Bye. Green bean. Jimmy's fat. Hit the theme, Tim. Do, do, do.